Hello there. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Talking Shit. With a Yank. And a Brit. Sorry, I got stage fright. <laughs> Seamless intro there. <laughs> totally. Yep, it's first time. First time we've done that. So, this podcast is where Gemma and I talk some shit about different things. Sometimes it's related to... You know, just being women or, you know, millennials in this world. Sometimes it's about the differences between our countries. Sometimes it's about just something that really grinds our gears, like the gender pay gap or periods. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, guys, don't switch off. It's not all about periods. Okay. We also talk about funny things. Sometimes. I mean, most of the time, we're really funny. So, yes, don't switch off because it's not about periods today, but maybe one day. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Very good. Just, uh, you know, maxing, relaxing, acting all cool. What's the rest of that lyric? Shooting some people outside Outside of school. school. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch that show a ton, really, but what? I do know that theme song. I loved that, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So that's so interesting because that's very pure Americana and I have very little to do with it. Well, I think the thing for us was, obviously, when we were younger, there was only four channels and it was one <laughs> of the shows that was on after school. So I watched Fair. it every day. <laughs> Fair. Uh, what were your thoughts on like, mm, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or? I really liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch as well. I wasn't allowed to watch it. (laughs) You were so. I know I got screwed. Cocooned. (laughs) Yes, I have since. I mean, I saw a lot of it. You've since since binged it. (laughs) Yes. Yep. I broke the rules, but. Yeah, I feel like I really missed out on that one because of, you know, talking cat and yeah. fun, cool teenage Witchy girl. Shit. Yeah. Did you ever watch The Craft? I didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a really good, like, teen film with witchcraft in it, but it's actually quite dark and pretty fucked up. So oh. you probably definitely weren't allowed to watch that as a kid. No, I also didn't really like scary movies as a kid because literally everything terrified me I was terrified of everything (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah I uh was kind to all of my toys and like would apologize to them if I dropped one or perceived like I because you know I didn't even watch the Chucky franchise but I was like (laughs) aware of it to think that like there's a small possibility that my dolls are actually sentient and I need to be kind to them. See, I was thinking more Toy Story, but you went straight to Chucky. Yes. I mean, for weirdly enough, Toy Story didn't give me that same like creepy vibe. I I, I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't give a creepy vibe, but it just gives that like, oh, my toys are alive. Yeah, it didn't give, for whatever reason, that didn't like reinforce that concern for me. I don't know why. <laughs> Just the Chucky. Yeah. Maybe because like animated versus really poorly done CGI or like special effects, but yeah, that is real life, scary. quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, yes. to know. yeah, so we can, uh, everyone knows my weakness about being scared of everything. Some of that's still true now. So. Boo! Why are you so scary? <laughs> Okay, cool. So when you come over, we're having a scary movie marathon. Oh, God. Okay. Can <laughs> it be like the old ones, though, that are just cheesy now? Because yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. scary movies these days are legit scary. <laughs> I don't know. I quite liked scary films, so it takes quite a lot to scare me. What were you into? I was quite into like zombie films. Mm. I do actually kind of enjoy zombie movies because I can be like well this is like 
kind of not reality. Mm. <laughs> I think the scariest ones are where you don't know what's happening. Like if there's like monsters or like a killer. Yeah. It's not as scary, but like the paranormal activity films mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Also, when I was a kid, like one of the first scary movies I watched was Jeepers Creepers. Mm -hmm. and that, I have seen that. That fucking scared the shit out of me. I had nightmares about that for months. Yeah. And even the song now. Jeepers, creepers. creepers. Where'd Where you get, you get those peepers? peepers? Oh. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I hate it. It's horrible. Nothing like taking something that's kind of innocent, like a song like that, and just putting this creepy edge to it. Yeah. You know? For like you sure. hear a little music box playing in a scary movie. Mm -hmm. It's like... Mary had a Yeah. That might yeah. be, I mean, we, I, we won't be there over Halloween, but we can make it like a Halloween themed yeah, episode. Yeah, we can do <laughs> early Halloween. Yeah. Hello's Eve. So I suppose for all the listeners out there, there will be some point in the near future that Gemma and I will be in the same country. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And there are talks about a live episode with a special audience. Um, maybe some multiple guests or some or a celebrity or maybe even yeah. a band. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get Harry Styles on. Who knows? Yeah, I think that he isn't he performing in London today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in London at the moment. I'll hit him up. Yeah, just give him a call. Hmm. Okay. Well, talking of scary things, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever sent an email or something like that to the wrong person at work? Made a big boo-boo. Well, you you know about my text messaging issues. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. We all know and about that. There has been some instances of a reply all situation or not paying attention to who's actually on the emails i have done that thankfully not to any like great scandal or detriment but there have been a few times where i was like would have preferred not to send that to that person <laughs> <laughs> yep oh gosh why do you ask well I had a similar thing when I first started out working where uh, we basically had this annoying client that always wanted really urgent things done all the time. And so I slagged them off in an email <gasps> and meant to forward it to my boss no. at the time and accidentally sent it to the client. <laughs> it was. Happened? Well, Apparently, I just went sheet white immediately because the person mm -hmm. sitting opposite me was like, what have you done? What have you done? And I was like, how do I recall an email? How do I recall an email? Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, well, you can't really. Once it's sent, it's sent. Like, it will just give them a message saying that you want to recall it. Yeah. So I had to go into the big, big boss man's office and I was like, I've done something. And uh, they were both in at the time and came over and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. I've just lost my job. And luckily, they both just laughed and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fucking terrifying. Like on a scale of one to ten, how bad was your slag off of the client? It and wasn't what did the too client bad. Do? He okay. replied like the week later and was like regarding something else and then just said, by just the way, it. you need to double check who you send your emails <gasps> to. <laughs> That is actually incredibly gracious, gracious, I feel like. It was really, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I just am racking my brain about like, I, I know that it was like cringeworthy enough, but not enough to be like, I fucked up so bad. <laughs> but just like, oh, God, okay. I mean, it's simple stuff like, you know, there's like an email that goes out from one of our kind of like people who do the calendar to be like give me your days off for this month and you'll get the joke of someone accidentally hitting reply all being like I'm gonna take you know this day off and this day off and then it's kind of like haha thanks for letting us all know yeah. you know stuff like that <laughs> but I think there was an instance where hmm like maybe it could have been a client parent situation and I accidentally like included 
the other parent or like, you know, just some or their attorney or something on that and was like, yeah, like, this is not something I can help you with. I've told you that, you know, just something like that. And it's like, damn it. <laughs> but that is that is like a level of fear that is really only felt by when you're in a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any other situation you're kind of like, ah, oh, well, but in a job, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. And on that note, there's something I found this week, which is fucking brilliant. Someone tweeted that a few days ago, a HBO intern accidentally sent a blank mass email with the subject line integration test email number one to thousands of subscribers. Mm. And then HBO came out and said, we mistakenly sent out an empty test email to a portion of our HBO Max mailing list this evening. We apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, and as the jokes pile in, yes, it was the intern. No, really. And we're helping them through it. <laughs> so then Twitter lost their minds. <laughs> as it does. As it does. And people started sending in their own ones. So here's number one. And they all start with dear intern. Dear intern, when I was 25, I made a PDF assigning each employee to the Muppet they reminded me of the most. No. <laughs> I meant to send it to my work friend, but I accidentally sent it to the entire company. My supervisor, Beaker, wanted to fire me, but the owners, Bert and Ernie, intervened. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, I, like, I'm trying to think if I, if I got that. If there was if, if there's a Muppet that would offend me greatly. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I'd be annoyed if I got Miss Piggy, but I feel like that'd probably be the one I'd get. <laughs> I'd probably be what's the rubbish one? The one that lives in the trash can. Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> yeah, I'd be very pissed with him. I would be happy with that. I'd be like, yeah, fuck everybody. I'm pissed all the time. <laughs> Everybody here is stupid, and I want to live in a. Tra- I would rather live in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dear intern, I was using my desktop calendar to make a monthly note of when I started my menstrual period, but after several months, I realised I was making that note on a calendar I shared with all of my colleagues company wide. <laughs> I was thirty-seven years old. <laughs> oh my god! So what it was like, Sally's monthlies. <laughs> <laughs> Sally's manies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We have a shared calendar scenario, so that's why I'm, like, very careful about making things private. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much shared, but more like people can see my calendar, you know, rather than having it, like, yeah. pop up on everyone's. That's it. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. The lesson I learned quite young was double check everything before you send or save. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Dear intern... As a young lawyer, I proofread a legal brief and filed it with the court. I caught a typo and blindly used the global find and replace function. Pro tip, don't do that. My brief argued for the rights of the panties, not the parties. (gasps) All 50 pages of it. Oh, no. Ooh, that like hits me right in a place that I can really relate to because I feel like that could have been me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The panties refused to to resolve. (laughs) Via alternative dispute resolution, the panties are quite unreasonable. (laughs) Bad. Dear intern, two weeks into my new job, I had to send a mass email regarding our company shirts. I was petrified. Within seconds of sending, my inbox was lighting up with lols, and I could hear the laughter. My subject line read, (gasps) T-shits. This is how I met everyone. (laughs) It kept me for 12 years. Oh, that's kind of... That's kind of cute. It's I mean, embarrassing, but kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you fancy a laugh, search. Oh, no, I want to hear more. Give me more. Oh, Give me one more. more. Okay. One more, at least. Dear intern, I decided to surf porn on my company laptop because I was too lazy to open my personal one. <laughs> I closed the website later, but I saw no reason to clear my internet history. Fucking rookie error, mate. Mm-hmm. The next day at work, I connected the laptop to the projector in the conference room. (gasps) When I reopened the browser, the homepage proudly displayed the Pornhub logo (laughs) at the front of recently visited section for all to see. The audience of 25 were all customer service service executives on their first day on the job, and I was their trainer. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
This was at a major Indian company. I had no idea what had happened. I proceeded with the day's training as usual, wondering why all the execs were whispering among themselves and giving me funny looks. The execs were all highly highly amused, although the management, when they found out, were not. I just want to go, like, I want to turtle into myself (laughs) (laughs) with that. I just, oh my God. Okay. Okay. That's so bad. I don't know what he was training on, and I guess in se- or I'm gonna assume it's a man because it probably was. Um, if depending on what he was training and if he had realized it, it'd be like, and this is what not to do when you're on your computer and presenting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like he didn't even realize. No. What a knob. Okay, there's another thing I saw as well, oh, which is me. nicknames that people have come up for their coworkers, come up with for their coworkers. Kit Kat, because they're always having a break. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Justin, just just enough not to get fired. Mm-hmm. Get one of those, I think. <laughs> Butter knife, not the sharpest tool in the box. Mm. <laughs> have you? Ha- I mean, even if you haven't told anyone, but do you have kind of like? nicknames and shit about people that you work with or just like kind of characterizations of them yeah they have been me too and I'm not going to talk about them because I don't think I have some colleagues who might listen uh (laughs) but when I first started like in describing some of them to my friends back home I was like this person is like this and this person looks like this and this person looks like this and this person (laughs) reminds me of this and then if they for whatever reason like they met my friends I'd be like, that's that, that's so-and-so, that's the one that reminds me of so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> None of them were super mean or anything, yeah, but yeah. not things that I would want them to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Motion light. Only works when someone walks past. I don't get it. So- <laughs> Explain. What, what am I missing? <laughs> so you know like when you have those motion lights that go mm-hmm. on and off when someone walks yeah. past? So they only work when someone walks past, like a little motion light. I'll cut that one out. (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone can know how dumb I am and not getting this. Is it because, like, they couldn't, they're not working? What? (laughs) Yeah, so they only work when someone walks past in the office. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I fully give you permission to keep that one in I'm not even a shame I honestly like I deserve it <laughs> please shame me everyone that took me a- longer took than a minute, a minute yeah. longer than a minute maybe thank you for walking me through that <laughs> okay see if you can get these other ones okay E.T. they just want to go home Just angry and ready for the day to be end over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lantern. Not very okay. bright. Has to be carried. Oh, burn. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> uh, birthday cake. Because everybody got a piece. <gasps> bicycle. <laughs> birthday cake is much nicer, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And finally, blister. Always shows up when the work's done. (laughs) This office sounds like a whole lot of people who don't do anything. (laughs) Who is doing the work around here? Come on. Apparently the person coming up with nicknames. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord's work there. You know, that poor intern at HBO, it could be worse, though. Like, it was nothing. Yeah, it was just a blank email. Yeah. So, I mean, it could, it could write to your clients, slagging them off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who does that? <laughs> what a stupid mistake. Yep. <laughs> Way to go. Well, that was enjoyable. Made the end of my kind of nothing work week that still, for whatever reason, like infuriated me a little bit nicer. Oh, good. That's Thanks. what I'm here for, Kate. Just to brighten your week. I mean, that's the only reason we do this. <laughs> Just to stop the self-loathing. Yep. (laughs) Self-loathing and staring off into the abyss like, what is my life? (laughs) 
<laughs> Why am I here? Well, so sort of unrelated, but similarly lighthearted. Are you up for a funny dating story? Yes, okay. I am. So we got a story from a, a, a listener. Awesome. I'll just read it to you. Just read it to you, okay? Okay. Hello. I wanted to share a story about a friend of a friend, which I found hilarious. Given some of the discussions about dating, I thought it might fit the p- well on the pod. So, my friend of a friend, who I will refer to as Olivia, has been fully immersing herself in the dating scene, using both apps and meeting people in person for a love connection. Mm. Sexy baritone voice, which I didn't do a very good job of. Whatever. <laughs> Well, to be fair, she is not looking for anything serious, but has decided to lean into the single life and simply enjoy casual flings, meeting new people, and maybe not having to pay for a meal out once in a while. Good for her, really. I agree. Get out that girl. I know. Like, gotta take advantage, right? Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed being regaled of some of her dating adventures through my friend, as I have not had the same opportunity to experience this form of dating, really, given the timing of my singledom between getting cuffed up again long term. Mm-hmm. I know I know the pain. Or <laughs> joy. I know the joy. <laughs> anyway, by now, Olivia has gone out with a few men a few times and has generally been able to balance her work and other life obligations easily. But she has been averaging a date or meetup multiple nights a week. Damn. Recently. I know, slut. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just sounds like no, a slut. lot of effort. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I agree. Slut. Like, do you nap? <laughs> Definitely not a slut. I'm actually pretty proud of this person. Um, Okay. Recently, Olivia took things to the next step with a guy we will call Todd, who happens to be someone she was friendly with for a while, but never moved beyond the friend zone until recently. Todd stayed the night one evening, which went great. The next morning, however, Todd really wanted to linger despite Olivia's indirect, subtle, and then not so subtle clues that she needed him to bounce. Bloody Klingons. Like, I don't... Get out. Do you have stuff to do, ma'am? <laughs> um, though she didn't tell Todd this, Olivia had a lunch date planned with another fellow who uh, we will just call Jimothy. <laughs> okay. In a, <laughs> in a mere few hours, Olivia had to get ready. Olivia really did not want Todd or Jimothy to cross paths because mm. awkward. Yeah. 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 I, you know what? Actually, maybe not. Maybe, like, assert your dominance there, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, given society's penchant to slut shame, who could blame her? Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Finally, it is neither of their damned business that she has multiple dates lined up. Mm-hmm. Needless to state again, Todd needed to get the fuck out. Yeah. Olivia, being the bright girl she is, told Todd she had errands to run, such as going to the grocery store and a few other things she did not elaborate on. This eventually got Todd moving, and they walked out together into their respective cars. Olivia intended to simply wait for Todd to drive off for before simply returning to her home as she did not actually have errands to run, dear Gemma and Kate, but she needed to say something that would motivate Todd to go home or wherever he goes when he's not in Olivia's direct line of sight. <laughs> Disappear into the ether until she beckons him? Sure, that's fine. He can literally go anywhere. <laughs> the dumpster behind her house, for example. <laughs> uh, when Olivia thought it was safe to get out of her car, she double-checked and noticed Todd had not, in fact, pulled out of the spot behind her. Oh, so she started her car, hoping that would trigger some action by this guy. And it did. However, in Olivia's mind, it would now be very weird if she didn't at least drive off, and she figured that she could do a loop around the block before going in to get ready for lunch day with Jiminy, Jimothy. Oh, <laughs> What's that, Jiminy? Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> I feel like this is all going to end in tears. Well, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> However, this was not in the cards. What ended up happening was Olivia pulled out of her spot after Todd drove by, and every turn he made ended up being the turn she needed to execute in order to make a full circle back home. So she was directly behind Todd at each turn and to her horror realized that he would likely notice if she turned back onto our block. And to avoid any unnecessary questioning later, Olivia ended up continuing on following Todd to the exact same grocery store. Oh no. Apparently Todd needed to do some shopping too. <laughs> they exchanged waves before doing their shop and 
Olivia apparently oh, she the actually pa- went shopping. Yeah, she went shopping. <laughs> they kind of like <laughs> saw each other. Maybe had to walk in together. Oh, no. Don't know. <laughs> she bought the barest minimum of things in order to seem like she legit- legitimately needed to be there before hightailing at home with enough time to get ready and get picked up at her house by Jimothy. Oh, Olivia. Yeah. Well, sounds like she pulled it off. Okay. Yeah. Lunch with Jimothy was fine. Nice even. I guess Olivia has seen him a few times as well and managed to have another nice meal paid for, courtesy of chivalry and old gender norms. This is not the end of the story, though. No. As our lovely Olivia had a third date lined up for the evening with Stavros. Oh, exotic. She and Stavros enjoyed a nice dinner and evening at his home where Olivia, gasp, stayed the night. Mm. Apparently, my friend made her share her location with her so as to ensure any foul play or mysterious disappearance could be easily investigated. Clever. I'm told that no such thing occurred and Olivia lives for another date. Great. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the story. I can't imagine Olivia is the only girl who found herself in such a predicament, but might be the only one who had to feign a shop in order to avoid an awkward encounter between two gentlemen callers coming and going from her home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's 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 wonderful. That's so good. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. <laughs> Anything like that in your dating history? No. Not don't think so. I've never had to drive to a shop to avoid that. Me neither. The closest example I could think of is I had a boyfriend, we broke up, he had some regrets, I moved on. And I was sitting outside of my apartment building with a guy I had kind of it was casual but like we were hanging out and stuff and my ex-boyfriend walked by and just goes whore (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like you broke up with me (laughs) what a twat yeah we lived pretty close together and I was just like okay (laughs) the other guy's like I was like my ex and he's like oh that guy yeah douche (laughs) I've had a few occasions where guys have broke up with me and then like, if someone breaks up with me, I'm kind of, I'm done. Yeah, that's like, it. I'm like, yeah, no going back. He broke up with me. But they always mm-hmm. come back for more, baby. Of course they do. <laughs> and they go a little bit cray-cray, too. I've had a few occasions mm. where they've, yeah, lost their minds slightly and gone a bit weird. And I'm like, I'm definitely not going back now. <laughs> I'm addicted to Gemma. Gemma, <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. Take me back, Gemma. That's exactly what it's like, yeah. <sighs> well, maybe that's part of what Olivia's concern was. I guess we don't know. I can get, like, I get not wanting to just have to be like, this is my second suitor for the day. But also maybe she was just like, I just don't need that kind of potential conflict in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she could have played it as, like, said to this Todd, I'm meeting a friend for lunch. Yeah. Because there, there is always that awkward thing when you're on dating apps because it, everyone it's like an unwritten rule that everyone's kind of multi-dating because that's what you do yeah yeah but I feel bad Unless saying you specifically say I'm looking for something serious right <laughs> exactly yeah so if someone asks you out on a specific day and you're already going on a date you know it's just, I just say oh, I'm seeing going out to dinner with a friend or yeah something like that you know so as to not hurt their feelings. Uh, yep, I guess we need to be sensitive because boys are sensitive. Yeah. They have <laughs> feelings too, okay? I know they do, okay? I'm not trying to say they don't. <laughs> but they get crazy. It's not just bitches who be cray, okay? Correct. Well, speaking of... Crazy men, bitches? <laughs> well, men who get crazy. I actually yeah. have kind of an interesting... Story. It's story. Just I think a thing for us to discuss. Are you up for it? I'm up for it. Cool. I know I talked to you a little bit. I don't know whenever it was about this documentary I'd watched called Shiny Happy People. Mm, yes, I, I believe named after the REM song. Shiny happy people holding yep. hands. Shiny happy people. Yeah, that. Um. This documentary is not, I don't know if that song's like fun, but. (laughs) Yeah, it makes it sound like there's lots of shiny, happy people having fun. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. So have you ever heard of the Duggar family? No. Okay. Say more. Well, I will. Buckle up. (laughs) 
Okay. So the Duggar family is this family headed by, uh, I believe, Jim Bob Duggar and Michelle Duggar. Jim Bob Duggar? Do they yeah. speak like that? You know, you would think so. There's like a bug in my room and I'm scared. Sorry. Um, I can't quite remember where they're located because I just want to emphasize to you and all of our listeners that I did the barest minimum of research and only like probably 85% paid attention to the documentary. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> but I got the gist. So I'm pretty sure it's kind of like in the part of America where Jim Bob is a name you would expect someone to be named. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Fetch my they, shotgun. Yes, exactly. Well, perhaps not, a step or two not, above that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. No shotguns. They came to fame by having a show on a network called TLC, which is the Learning Channel, and we'll dive into that more later. Does it stand um, for tender loving care? Well. It should be, but I'm pretty sure it's the Learning Channel, and I just like the fact that they gave this family a platform really fucks me off, because the Learning Channel, you'd think, would be stuff that's supposed to be like... Educational? Yeah, objective, helpful, <laughs> but no. Um, Started in 2008, and I, rem- I was a, depending on what time of year, a junior or a senior in college. Okay, I so, don't know what that is, but okay. I will tell you, it means I was 21. I was, oh, okay. I was probably 21. <laughs> <laughs> or t- 20 or 21. Um, so basically, this family got famous because they had 17 fucking children at the time. Whoa. And, That's a lot of children. Yes. And the show is called 17 Kids and Counting. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. So you know a little bit now of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But they also continued to have more children, so they had to change the name of the show to 18 Kids and Counting and 19 Kids and Counting. And God. all of their children were named a name that began with the letter J. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was on for seven years. So they all had the initials JD. JD1, JD2, JD3. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Um, Like I said, Michelle and Jim Bob are the parents. They are devout independent Baptists. And uh, the show focused on their wholesome lifestyles and faith in God. I'm doing quotes for those who can't see me. They were homeschooled, very conservative in their parenting, life, like how they raise their children what they had access to they couldn't go to movies they didn't have tv like i said they're homeschooled probably very like modest dated clothing mm-hmm. um like their dating actually was called like basically chaperoned courtship and right. they their faith and like the church that they kind of operated under was like the quiverful movement which was also a part of i think the Advanced Training Institute and the Institute of Basic Life Principles. That's like the organization. Uh Um, And so this documentary, Shiny Happy People, kind of started as if it were about the Duggars, but it actually expanded more into those organizations and kind of the shit that happened. Uh And just so you know, the Quiverful Movement is basically kind of an ideology of promoting strict family values uh, where male hierarchy and subservient roles for the female. So men on top, women on bottom or below. Blah. So by the time they had 19 children, <sighs> the show was suspended in 2015 because it was revealed that their eldest son, Josh, molested five girls and three of them were his sisters. Maybe Shit. two of them. Yeah. And he was basically, it came out, public apology. Um, he was around 14 or 15 at the time it happened. And so they canceled the show because of that. But then they made a spinoff where some of the older children, I think, but not Josh, had their own show. So, like, the older girls who had since been married and had their own children, like, started to become kind of, like, the primary focus of the show. Mm-hmm. And two of the sisters who were molested went on to a, a kind of a conservative talk show with Megan Kelly to basically be like, it's fine. We forgave our brother. It's not that big of a deal. Like, no. it's okay. We liked it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, really to minimize it. And so yeah. there was a little, little bit of focus on that, too, because there's like people, either extended relatives of the family who were not 
kind of of the same conservative ideology of them. And then like the parents of the woman who ultimately married Josh. And they're like, they basically used our daughter as a carrot to like distract him from continuing to molest people. And then they told us after they were married. Oh my God. Yeah. And just by the way, uh, Josh was just recently uh, arrested and then ultimately convicted of child pornography in the past two years. Wow. Yeah. Really, really graphic child pornography too. Like, snuff stuff involving oh my god bad it's bad so i mean once a rapist always a rapist yeah and you know it's just interesting when we think about conservative family values and chaperoned mm. courtship and yet it's always seems to be like those ideologies that always reveal all of the perpetrators you know so mm. i think the other th- the more interest this was of interest obviously but like the focus on the Duggars family was really just a vehicle to talk about Bill Gothard, who founded the Institute of Basic Life Principles and Advanced Training Institute, because he, too, was involved in a scandal or several scandals, ultimately sued, like, investigations about him actually being a sexual predator as well. It's always the fucking religious ones. Yeah. And there's this, like, weird aspect of... So with the homeschooling, right? Like homeschooling, Hmm. I'm not going to comment on generally, but their brand of homeschooling was very focused on religious ideology Hmm. um, and also breaking your children. Like that's like you need to actually break the will and rebellious streak out of your child by literal physical abuse. Wow. Break it in like a horse. Yes, exactly. Actually. There was something called blanket training where they would put like babies on a blanket and put things that would intrigue the babies outside of the blanket. And if the baby reached for them, they would hit them. They would hit the baby. Oh my God. Yeah. And they'd call it encouragement. Do you need some encouragement is what it was called. I'm a baby. Right. (laughs) I'm curious. I'm learning things. Oh my God. (laughs) Women are basically raised to be wives and mothers. Obviously. um, and, And they're goods. And men are basically the authority superior. There is not to be any resistance to your husband's physical aff- affection. And the the booklets used in homeschooling actually had sections on what women can do to not basically attract sexual assault by men. And they called them eye traps. Dickheads. So, like, choose the eye traps on this woman's outfit and wear a smile because the smile is what, like – brings you into the light and pick makeup that complements your skin tone and lower plunging necklines and shirts and blouses with several buttons open and bare midriffs. Those are all eye traps that will put lust in a man's heart and then you will be helping him commit (laughs) adultery. Fuck off. Christ, these folks want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's kind of the gist of it. And I think what I wanted to just... I hate them already. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I hate them all. I just want... like Apart from the girls. Is, yeah. is this a cult? Well, I guess I will add. So, like, the one of the daughters who was, I believe, sexually assaulted by her brother went on the news show. She's, like, since kind of broken away from the family and, like, actually was like, you know what? And she talked about how her dad tricked her into signing contracts and forcing her to go on that news show and just, like, really being under his thumb. Mm-hmm. And being like forced to do things and just like she eventually was like enough I'm not doing this and mm. now doesn't have any contact with her family and I'm I just surprised just only like, one of them's done that though yeah well I'm trying to think if there are any other siblings who maybe spoke in a way that was considered like again I don't think so but she I think she actually had to go through a lot of shit you know like being one of the ones who got sexually assaulted having to yeah. go on and basically be an apologist for her brother, having being forced to continue with the filming. Like he m- made them continue with the TLC filming once their show got canceled so they can continue to get money and they didn't get paid at all. Wow. Yeah. Man, that sounds like a whole fucked up situation. Yeah. From start to finish. A lot of the people who were not related to the Duggars, but un- like involved in, Bill Gothard's organization talked about the mm. sexual assault and and basically being in a cult. And that's what I wanted to maybe approach with you. Mm. Under the guise of religion, this very this seems very cult-like and actually yeah. really abusive and manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I don't know. I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think any organization that has rules that you have to follow, especially ones that are oppressive to people and stop them expressing who they naturally are and brainwashes people, is a cult. Basically, it's, you know, there's set rule, not rules, but there's characteristic, can't speak, characteristics (laughs) of cults. And this ticks quite a lot of boxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, this is what uh, Wikipedia says. Okay. Cult, sometimes considered pejorative, is a term for a relatively small group, which is led by, typically led by a charismatic and Mm self-appointed leader who excessively controls its members, requires unwavering. Yeah, that requires unwavering devotion to a set of beliefs and practices, which are considered deviant. And I think there's this whole debate about, you know, could religions arguably be considered a cult under that definition or other definitions? Because a previous sense of the word was a set of religious devotional practices that is conventional within its culture, Mm. you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that uh, the IBLP ALI or ATI or whatever it was. So are there other members in this yeah. organization as well? Go- still going on. Yeah. Wow. America's really funny with cults though, isn't it? Cause it's your, was it your freedom to yeah. practice religion or something? Like that's how Scientology get away with fucking everything they do. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, Scientology, I feel like that's a cult. Oh, 100%. I did a huge deep dive into Scientology like last year. Watched a documentary on it. Um, cause you know that Leah Remini? Yeah. The actress yeah, yeah. that was on... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Queen. I don't yeah. know. Something. Um, oh, was she actually the King of Queens? Was that her? Yeah, King I think of Queens, it was her, yeah. actually. My bad. So she was like brought up in Scientology and then defected, as they say. Mm-hmm. not many years ago and she's since been speaking out about it she did a documentary with other scientology leaders and man it is fucked up the shit they get up to and the shit they get away with because they've got a fuck ton of money and influential people mm, and influential people such as because what tom, tom cruise, cruise. John he's number two now apparently he's like the vice president of scientology yeah jesus okay Yep. And there's like loads of weird shit that's happened. So the leader of Scientology currently, David Miscavige, his wife went missing like eight years ago. Oh, we just don't know where she is. Yeah, no one knows where she is. But like all the people that have left have come out and said they've basically got like, it's almost like concentration camps. Like if you do something wrong, you get taken to one of these camps. Mm -hmm. You have to sleep on the floor. You get like starved and have to do all this manual work and shit and... So like your until your will's broken or is that just where you have to be until you die? Yeah, and just till you're like fully devoted again and mm-hmm. like we'll do everything they say. And they have all these weird like brainwashing techniques and it's fucked up. Like I got <laughs> I got really fucking deep into it, listened to loads of podcasts, watched loads of documentaries. Well, yeah. Cause- and there's actually a – the HQ of Scientology is not far from where I live in a place called East Grinstead. We should go there when you come over. You can drive past it and it's like this crazy, like gated, big place. The last time I drove past it, I was following this coach. I didn't realize was going there. Mm -hmm. But the coach is like flanked by two black cars, like front and back as well. Mm. And then when we got up to the gates, they obviously started turning in. And I was like, oh my God, it's full of Scientologists. Um, Should have been all just like literally just like staring out the window. Like, oh, I bet. Gormless, like fucking brain. Like, please dead. help us. <laughs> wow, it's just like they just weren't even in the same space. Like it's crazy. It's a really freaky oh. place. And there's also one in Crowborough that you can pretty much like walk through because it is a public footpath. And you you'll often get people come out and be like, "You can't be here. You need to leave. Like you're not allowed to take you're pictures." Like, this is and public footpath, so yeah. <laughs> It's freaky shit. Oh, yeah, we definitely have to because I feel like there's been a few times we've kind of driven in the general area and either you or Nigel or someone is like, oh, that's the Scientology building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think what interests me about cults, though, is that you watch stuff, you hear about stuff like that, and it's so easy to be like, how 
How do people, how did you fall for that? Yeah, how do people mm. end up in that? And I was reading an article just about like there's some characteristics that make you like certain people just really vulnerable mm-hmm. to cults. Um, but tooting our own horns in that we're, according to the very legitimate quiz we took, yeah. uh, less likely <laughs> mm-hmm. to fall or be like find ourselves in cult. So there's that. We have that. We can walk through and probably be okay, I think is the point here. <laughs> um, but some of, some of the things I read, it was like kind of being alone or isolated, not having a lot of support system, um, low self-esteem, being a people pleaser, um, you know, naive, gullible, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Those are those are characteristics of people who I think are very – and I think just being, like, young and probably – like, probably people ch- – transient ch- children who leave abusive situations are really at risk, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. running away and homeless, so. But funnily enough, I, I listened to a podcast – a few weeks ago about quite a new like British cult and they had experts on that that were also saying you think people that get pulled into cults would be stupid and naive but actually it's often very intelligent you know switched on people Mm -hmm. that as you say have something missing in their lives or need a hole to fill or they're you know looking to find themselves or to have a spiritual awakening and that's how they get pulled into these cults and this one in particular it wasn't initially based around religion they pulled people in by giving them life coaching I was just gonna say I imagine you just target something that actually seems very innocuous right Mm. or like how popular is that at the moment exactly like it appeals to a sense of something rational and logical, mm. right? And so, for example, you ho- you host a event based on, like, you want to start a new career? You're looking to start your own business? Like, exactly. come here and network. And then it's yeah. all of a sudden, we got life coaches to help you with this. And then, you like, well, you know, and how often do we hear about businesses that are kind of cult-like, right? And they're multi-level yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's elements of that to it, too. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. What's this cult called in... England, this new one that's on the watch so list. So it's called the play. The cult was called Lighthouse, but it essentially got sort of found out, and a few people that had got out took them to court because they were registered as. I think it was like registered as a not for profit, oh, and but so it super was for profit. Yeah, and they were taking like hundreds of thousands of pounds off people saying that, you know, you're making an investment. This is going to help you find your dream and we're going to connect you with all these people that can help you start your business. And it never did. And these people, right, this was all as well like remote. So they didn't even meet up in real life. It was all like video calls. Oh, because it was tied to the pandemic maybe when it started, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like around When people time. are lonely, right? <laughs> yeah. But there was this... The, the main guy that speaks on the podcast, he had a, like a, a wife or a girlfriend. His family were really supportive. He was just looking for like his next step in life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He'd done all these incredible things like sailed the Atlantic and done all these amazing things and wanted to start up like a boat company or something. Was so, his name Jeff? I don't know. I just pulled up an article and it's like a guy on a boat. <laughs> So I'm wondering if that's it. Him. might be him, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember what the podcast's called now. A Very British Cult? Yes. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he was saying that they ended up, at the point where it got really bad, like everyone involved in this cult would sit on Zoom calls for like nine hours a day where the cult leader would be like talking and spewing all this shit. And they literally had to sit there and write notes. And like, it was crazy. I was like, how have people got time for this? I would just log off because I can barely (laughs) tolerate a meeting that's longer than two hours for my actual job that I get paid for. (laughs) But the problem is what cults do is they get collateral. Yep. So. They got you hooked in somehow. mm, they give you like a therapy session you tell them all your worst secrets all the terrible things that have happened to you Mm -hmm. you know some in some cases even get like you know pictures and things that would be terrible if they came out and things like that and then so they've always got that over you so if you leave then we're going to release this shit and your life's going to be over so you can never leave they're sneaky little fuckers 
Okay, so this is like the Guardian's, it's a very British cult review. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it basically says, first we meet people who are willing to go on camera to talk about their experiences. There's Jeff, who is full of ambition but lacking direction when he crossed paths during a self-improvement webinar with a man called Jay. So yep. Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay Singh, who was with Lighthouse and offered him personal mentorship. Singh told Jeff that he was very open, very teachable, and had a great work ethic. And under his guidance, Jeff did learn to speak and write better than before. It only seems sensible to sign up for the 10,000-pound mm-hmm. discipline program of a, for a year or more of intense mentoring mentorship and to invest 25,000 pounds after that to become an associate member. Like, I guess that's probably enough collateral. I spent 35,000. It's like the sunk cost fallacy. I'm already this deep in. I'll just continue. Yeah. <laughs> God. And then Jeff's girlfriend, Dawn, another form. I mean, it's just, it's so interesting how they are able to pick people who probably could look at other examples and be like, yeah, that's fucking cult. Yeah. it's. Mm. So, I'd really recommend listening to it. It's so interesting because he tells the whole story of how we got drawn in and then the experts tell you sort of how that happened. And I will. It's great. And then yeah, a very a, a bit British of a showdown cult. at the end. Yeah. Does someone die? No, no one, no one dies. Oh. As far as pretend, I'm aware. Can we pretend someone dies? <laughs> and in the end, someone dies. Someone dies in a world where someone dies. Okay. Well, so I think the other thing that is interesting to me about like this whole cult, like the Manson family mm. is a cult, right? But yeah. also it's like a dude and a bunch of people that he just like got these people to go kill people you know and then like the was it was it david koresh i can't remember if he was like waco or the jim jeffries i think was the guy in the kool-aid in the country right like the people who Mm. drank all the kool-aid and died like getting people to do some really fucked up things it's one thing to like get them trapped where they feel like they have to kind of they have to stay in it but like then getting them to do fucked up things is a whole nother Mm. level to me you know yeah they just get them to a point though where they're so they believe wholeheartedly in what this person is saying and the beliefs that they're brainwashing them with like as like how could you (laughs) like mass suicide (laughs) like unless you're a fanatic that's yeah it's crazy i find it so fascinating do you remember this was in america and i think it was like i was pretty young it was like 10 so you were a little bit younger but heaven's gate do you remember that yeah i think i've watched something of this so it was just like they were just a bunch of people were found dead in a room they all were wearing like they were on bunk beds wearing like air jordans covered and it was like because of the coming of this comet i don't even remember which one it was or like a meteor or something and they hail bop it was hail bop yeah <laughs> and they all killed themselves because they were in this cult for the coming of hail bop and like this is what they're supposed to do in order to like transcend i guess um and that i remember watching about that at 10 years old and being mm-hmm. like what the fuck? <laughs> People do that? <laughs> Why are they doing these things? Yeah. Yeah. That's like my earliest recollection about anything even remotely close to this. So, and as it happened, you know, because like I read about the Manson family and stuff in college and in Waco and stuff like that. But that was like during my lifetime, a thing that happened with a cult. Yeah, it's mad. It's funny as well how a lot of them seem to start out quite innocently and will just be like this, you know, spiritual community where we're just bringing together those people for some meditation, you know, Mm -hmm. love and hippies and all that. And then at some point, the leader seems to take a, a shift, a shift. Yeah. And then that's when shit gets dark. And it's a bit scary because like, I'm into like meditation and stuff and I'm looking to go on like a yoga retreat and <laughs> would love to visit one of these little communes where people live out in well, the wilderness. But I'm like, shit, am I joining a cult? <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there like, wasn't it the guy who started Bikram? 
who and that ended up being very like cult manipulative sexual abuse stuff yeah like that was that. like osho the osho guy wasn't it yeah so be careful <laughs> i will i do my research and as you know i did a quiz earlier and i'm very unlikely to join a cult so but they appeal to your logical sense and sensible interests so like if they're gonna get you through yoga that's how they're gonna get you fuck like i'm gonna be the type of person who just is like do you want to come see my cats in the van and i'd be like yeah okay <laughs> you have, you have i got a box you of kittens do you want yeah, exactly. But yes, totally. I will come to your van. Yes, I'm coming now. Nothing seems inappropriate about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> More dangerous. Ralph Lagum sitting on a bus going, I'm in danger. <laughs> I love kittens. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, if you do go on a meditation retreat, I need your location on, contact information. Maybe I'll just go with you and I'll just be the one yeah. sitting there being like, I'm not participating. I'm just here to observe. <laughs> I'm just here to protect my friend from being indoctrinated yep. in a cult. <laughs> I won't like be disruptive unless I need to be. Then I will. <laughs> we'll just have a co- code word anytime it's starting to approach cult likeness. I'll be like, potatoes. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> something like that. Peaches, peaches, peaches now, peaches. peaches. One million peaches, Gemma. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah. so I will listen to this cult podcast or documentary. You have to watch Shiny Happy People if you can. Yes. And Where is it? What's will- it on? Uh, I think it's on Prime, okay. but you could probably watch it on YouTube, too, if you don't have Prime. I got Prime. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Well, so I have a related-ish. Am I the asshole? Ooh. Am I the asshole? You know you are, baby. Yeah. Okay. My turn to read. Sorry, everyone. Am I the asshole? If I tell my wife to stop exposing my daughter to her Wiccan beliefs. (laughs) I have been with my wife for 12 years. She has always been interested in spiritual and occult things, astrology, tarot cards, sage cleansing, pagan practices, spell rituals, etc. But nothing negative like hexes or ghosts. Okay. Um, I guess I'm just, you know what? I will refrain. Most importantly, she has never been hardcore about it. She has a full-time job and is well-adjusted socially. She says she is in the broom closet and has lots of books on the topic, but she hides them when either of our parents come over. Her closest friends know. I don't believe in any of it, but it can be fun and doesn't really bother me. I'll let her read my palm or cards, but don't take it seriously. She uses it to channel her energy and improve herself and luckily isn't into the death skulls bones goth angle. Judgy. He's very judgy. He likes the tarot cards, but doesn't like the skulls. I guess. We have a 10-year-old daughter who my wife is slowly starting to introduce to this world. And I think my wife is getting more into it now that she has someone to play with. A weird way to put it. Mm. Okay. So we're already really judging this guy. <laughs> <laughs> they sage cleansed our new apartment. They burn incense and do yoga and buy crystals. They never shut up about Halloween and watch Tim Burton but blow off Christmas. When my daughter is upset, she will burn incense and use crystals. Sounds my daughter like me. Started... <laughs> so many people I know. I say like I saged my house not too long ago to get the bad vibes out. Yeah. Fucking love Tim Burton as well. Well, yeah. I mean, he's just an artist. Let him make art, dude. (laughs) My daughter started telling friends at school she's a pagan slash a witch, and they reject her and think she's weird. Note, my wife doesn't define herself as a witch. Yeah, 10-year-olds are mean to each other, too. Mm. Um, My wife wants to take her to a pagan festival, which I won't attend, but I'm sure is full of weirdos. Again, my wife is not pus- pushing the depressed goth angle, but I'm worried my daughter is going to grow up pigeonholed in this weird, dark, spiritual realm and unequipped to deal with issues in the real world. How do I tell my wife to chill on this stuff until she's older or never even introduce it to her at all? Am I the asshole for asking my wife to chill with astrology, tarot cards, sage cleansing, palm reading, etc. around our daughter? Hmm. A bit half and half, really. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with him that maybe leave it till she's a bit older so she can make her own more informed decisions. Say more. Um, but equally, there's a <laughs> there's a, a little hippie part of me 
that's like, let her connect with this shit, man, while she's young and then she won't lose her, like, you know, fucking stuck in this corporate world, eyes closed to everything. Like, mm-hmm. just let her go with the flow and learn about all this shit and connect with it, man. Well, I mean? and I guess I'm, I don't, I feel like at 10, it's possible that she maybe did make her own decision to be involved because maybe, she, like, she had, it's her mom. She probably was aware of some of it and probably asked if, like, she could know more, right? Like, yeah. I imagine it was probably hard to hide. Yeah. So I guess it's, I'm picking up the vibe that this guy is kind of like, I was okay with it until my daughter, being a 10 year old, start getting into who doesn't well. have really kind of the brain development to know, read social cues and know that maybe she's going to get teased about it at school if she behaves a certain way. Or now I'm not cool with it. Or pulled into a cult, I suppose, because mm-hmm. as we were saying, it could be argued that maybe certain sex or something could also involve cult-like things with Wiccan and paganism, whatever. Yeah. So I can see what you mean in terms of kind of 50-50. I get it. I feel like there could have been more of a concerted parenting collaboration discussion here yeah. about this, too. I feel that like maybe they need to occur. communicate a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Like, did she not say, you know, our daughter approached me about wanting to know more? What are your thoughts? Do you think we should wait? Any concerns? Do you think maybe we start small? And if he saw that this was happening, why didn't he, like he said, she's starting to slowly introduce, and I think, she, you know, they've done some things. Why wouldn't he be like, are you sure we want to do this right now? Mm. So there's some poor like parenting going on here, maybe, or like co-parenting, I guess. Yeah. But some comments are, you're the asshole. Your wife's spiritual beliefs are as valid as any other religion or form. Why shouldn't she share it with her daughter who is clearly willing and interested? And then the response is, parenting is a joint effort. If they haven't previously discussed how to tackle introducing religion spirituality spirituality to the child, then the mom is the asshole. He's had 10 years to talk to his wife about this. Fair. He has been married to her for 12 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> um, why is she responsible for making sure he brings up his own concerns? Someone said, I doubt they ever had a discussion, if only because he clearly doesn't see her religion, spirituality as an actual valid religious or even spiritual belief. Mm. He literally put the word Wiccan in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's fair, too. And then other people are saying, you know, if it was Judaism, if it was M- Methodism, yeah. you know, like, would you be as worried about this? So, mm. I don't know. I guess I... I think the consensus is he's the asshole because that's like the flag on here. But it seems like some people are kind of like, why don't you guys talk about this more? Mm. Yeah, I think that's the overriding problem here is that Mm -hmm. they need to talk about how they're going to raise their daughter. Oh, actually, on that point, you're afraid that your daughter is going to grow up to be like your wife? (laughs) Is a question. (laughs) Many of the things you mentioned are Wiccan, Pagan anyways. Yoga, incense, and sage cleansing are quite mainstream things to do in Indian culture and Mm. in white female America, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You sound like a judgmental twat. The world is full of weirdos, not just at Pagan festivals. Yeah. Like churches where they molest children. (laughs) (laughs) Tough one, though. You guys need to talk more. Yeah. That's what we've all learned. Don't have children. So, <laughs> Do you know well, how to yeah, communicate? We <laughs> Another valid reason to not have children unless you know who you're going to be having children with. <laughs> oh, it's been quite Fun a spooky talk. episode this one, isn't it? Ooh, Ooh. We just blew our load in June and not October. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> I think we can come up with more content by then. Yeah. Come up with a spooky episode. Spooky podcasting. Send us your ideas, y'all. Yeah. Let us know how spooky you want the Halloween episode to be. We could tell each other ghost stories. We could, like, try to scare the crap out of people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's tell each other ghost stories. Okay. I love slash hate ghost stories. Do you know what I mean? Me too. I love them. And then absolutely fucking hate it once i've heard it and then i'm like oh god yeah. no, i'm not gonna sleep oh yeah let's like let's just never sleep again how about okay. that that's our goal okay. the goal is to never sleep again <laughs> just podcast 24 7 uh. yep sure yep okay well on that note 
I think it's time to say goodbye for today. Oh, goodbye, Catherine. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Da, 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 good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's been awesome chatting shit with you, my friend. You as well. I think that if I join a cult, I hope you're with me. Me too. And if either of us do join a cult, let's get the other one out. Okay, deal. Okay, deal. All right, don't join a cult. You neither. (laughs) (laughs) All right, like, rate, subscribe, follow, send us emails with your ideas, comments, responses to all the things we discuss that you think is interesting, your response. If you get the weird, I sent an email to everyone sort of story, we want to hear it. Oh, yeah. And yeah, we love you. Also, update from last week. Um, I changed the Instagram name, so it's Ooh. wrong on last week's episode. It's now T-S-Y-B pod, not twice our pop up. Oh, so we just kind of like took out some of the extraneous. Oh, okay. I guess I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> For consistency's sake. I feel like you could have run this by me. Yes. Sorry. I didn't even <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <tell> <laughs> you. <laughs> just kidding. It's fine. You know, we do what we want here. Yeah, do what the fuck we want. <laughs> no consistency. We just fucking throw things around and hope that it sticks. Don't even know if anything I told you was accurate today. Just yeah, words. probably wasn't. <laughs> probably wasn't. All just words coming out of my mouth. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, right. you have a good rest of the day and week, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time, girly. Bye. Bye.